This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. This month, uh, if you read the letter, the email letter uh, that, that we sent out to you, I sent out to you, we're going to talk about finding Father. You know, we celebrate this month on the 19th, we'll be celebrating Father's Day, and I thought it would be a good time to really just make that a theme all this uh, month about finding Father. Uh, fathers are so critical, both in the natural and, of course, uh, our spiritual, our Heavenly Father. And we're going to kind of look at the Heavenly Father and Him a little bit and relate to Him. And then we're going to talk about the importance of dads. You know, it was interesting. Uh, I was reading in just this article. This is not a, you know, not a, a spiritual, not a church-related, not a kingdom-related thing. But it, it's very interesting. And it was talking about that we are living in a fatherless society. The statistics show that it's only about 20% of American households consist of a married couple with children. Wow. There are many young boys and girls that are growing up, (coughs) pardon me, (coughs) and they're handicapped. They're handicapped socially, emotionally. And even the, the latest studies talk about even affects intellectually how our kids uh, are able uh, to, to move into manhood and womanhood and how they're able to relate to people. Much of the societal crimes that we look at we can from this crime, drug abuse, high dropout rate, you know what is related to a lot of it? Father, no father, absence of father. But the good thing is there is hope. And it starts with us understanding the vital role that father plays in the well-being of the children, the well-being of the children. And I'm going to tell you what, you know, as a dad and speaking to all the dads who are here, especially if your kids are still at home, I'm telling you what, we need to step up to the plate. Come on, we need to step up and be men, isn't that right? And we're going to talk about that and what a powerful influence you have in the lives of your children. Now, some of us may have grew, grown up, I know I did, without a father. And you know, you grow up handicapped. I, I, was, I was well aware of it. I might not have could have traced everything to dad, but especially looking back, I can see, you know, a lot of the struggles you go through because we're going to talk about as we look at a father and relate to a father, how that we receive our identity from our father. Well, if you didn't have one, you look around for somebody You listen, I have no problem with anybody, you know, looking to a sports figure or something in a way. But when a sports figure takes the place of Papa, we're in trouble. Isn't that true? We've got to, we've got to, we've got to grow up and we've got to move beyond that. So for some of us who are already grown and we're fathers, we're going to talk about connecting to our heavenly father because, you know, and if your earthly father is still alive, then, you, you know, you need to reconnect with, with him as well and get things right. We'll talk about that during the course of this. But my dad, he's been gone for, for 40 years. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I can't go back and, and reconcile with him. So what I've got to do is make sure that 
I let go of any baggage that was there. And now I'm going to connect and reconnect with my heavenly father. And I'm going to let the heavenly father take the place of my earthly father in this time. And you know, I'm going to relate to him and I'm going to draw from him everything that I need to be a good father myself, to be a whole person. Turn over to Ephesians 3. We're going to read the scripture there in just a moment. So we're going to look at some things about the Heavenly Father, and we're going to relate it to us as fathers, because we want to discover what is the place of the Father in the family structure. What is the place of the Father? You know, our society and our culture is so topsy-turvy in so many areas today. It's no wonder to me that people are having a difficult time understanding who they are. They don't know whether they're male or female. They don't know what their role is. They don't know what they ought to do. Listen, and let me just say this while I'm on it. Listen, don't persecute those people. They say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, I can just sum it up with what Jesus said. You without sin, grab a rock and throw it. Well, he said it more eloquent, but that's about it. You know? God didn't call it. There's no, I don't see any gift in the, in the body of Christ where it says that, that you're God's rock thrower. This is my, this is, you know, some people think they you know, claim they've got the gift you know, uh, of discernment. It's really the gift of criticism. And if they would turn it on themselves for five minutes, they'd let go of that gift. Well, I went there, didn't I? The Father connection. In Ephesians 3, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, for this reason I kneel or bow my knees before the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named or gains its name. For this reason, for this reason. I kneel before the Father. He said, from whom what? The whole family. Verse 15. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth finds its name. So here's the thing. The Father connection begins with what? It begins with God. God in His being, in His nature, in His essence, He is, not only is He God Almighty, He is a Father. He is the heart of a Father. When we look at the heart of God, we see the heart of a father, the unadulterated, without any admixture, without any corruption in it. We see the true heart of the father. When we look at our heavenly father, that's why we need to look at him a little bit, his nature, his character. Because I'm telling you, God's got a bad rap. Are you listening to me? God's got a bad rap. Every day in court, God gets a bad rap. You know, people stand up and say, well, you can't, you know, there's, you know, you can't, there's no justice for that because that was an act of God. You know, they're talking about everything from earthquakes to, to drought to locusts to hurricanes to anything bad that happened is an act of God. Isn't that interesting? But if somebody gets on there and claims they received a miracle, it's scoffed at. The very idea. Why? Because this is their idea of God. God brings the earthquake. Come on. 
Now the government, uh, you know, the government will help meet your needs, but God will kill you. <laughs> Come on, something's wrong somewhere. Isn't that right? Well, I don't know who your God is, but that's not my God. That's not my God. The Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father above. Woo. Man, I look around in my life and I see good things there. I mean, I know where it came from. Woo, thank you, Papa. Thank you, Daddy. Oh, it's good. One of the things our Father Connection gives us is an identity. Is an identity. Now, you know, in the natural, you know, much of our identity comes from our fathers. If we had a father, much of our identity comes there. Research has even shown that. That the way we interact with people of the opposite sex or people of the same sex, the way we interact, our relationships and everything, it's based on, much of it's based on what? The relationship we had with our papa. The relationship we had with our dad or the lack of it. The reason some people are, are, are so timid. Some, uh, you know, girls don't know how to relate to men because what? They didn't have a right relationship with their father. Especially if you were abused by father. Boy, I'm telling you what. You want to have nothing to do with men. Or you want to go completely the other way. But it's because what? Our identity. And you know, here's the thing, daddies that... The, at home, that you still got kids at home, you're relating to your kids. Listen, you need to make sure that that, that son, that girl, that they have an identity that's, that's good and wholesome and right. Because you know what? Research has found that most women or most young women, when they're looking for a husband, you know who, what they look for? They look for a lot of the same attributes that was in daddy. Come on. Because what? That's what they know. That's what they relate to. And so here's the thing. You know, if we're kind and affectionate and involved and loving and protective of our daughters, listen, papas, listen, it will be the same. They will look for those characteristics. They won't be looking for love in all the wrong places. Boy, I'm telling you, is this too heavy? <laughs> our identity, listen, our well-being, our self-esteem, our inner core resources. You know, my kids, now my kids aren't perfect. I'm not talking about raising perfect kids. I don't know anybody that's done that. But I have good kids. And there's a lot of us, by the grace of God, who can say that. Isn't that right? We have good kids. But you know what? You know, I, I, I never would tell my kids, you can't. Are you listening to me? You can't do this, and you can't do that, and you can't do this. Now, I did teach them, this is not good for you, and that's not good for you. This is good for you. Because as soon as you say can't, guess what they're going to want to do? Just like you there, chip off the old block. <laughs> 
you know. We'll tell some of you, you got to do this. <laughs> tell me nothing. <laughs> Come on. Our identity, so much of it comes from that. So we want to be sure. You know, I want to send my kids out with every advantage possible. Isn't that right? I know you're it's the same way. And you know, our papa does too. Why do you think he said, the Bible says that, that in Christ he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He wants us to have every advantage. He wants us to get our identity from him. Doesn't the scripture say that we are the children of God? We are the co-heirs with Christ? Wow. That's what our father is all about. And it, the Bible says that we as earthly fathers, we are to take our cues from the heavenly father. I'm so glad that every time I make a mistake, God's not reaching down with a baseball bat and knocking me in the head. I'd go most of my life unconscious. <laughs> what are you laughing about? You'd be laying there right with me. <laughs> No, what? Sure he corrects. Sure he does. But I want to tell you what. He corrects in a way to help me get up and get going, not to keep me laying there. And so as we as, we as earthly parents, and especially we're talking about fathers, our Heavenly Father, you know, our identity comes from Him. But, you know, also many of our abilities we receive from our Father. Our Father. And let me just say this. You know, many times you read in the Scriptures, if you read over in the Old Testament, it, talk, it will talk about, you know, uh, David being the father of somebody. And if you look at them, really, he's probably the great-great-grandfather. But because of the way God sees that direct line, he says, it's a father. So when we talk about our things we receive from our father, it could be from your grandfather, it could be from your great-grandfather that was passed down to you. Are you listening? But that direct relationship with the father that we have, it is where we receive what? Not only our identity, but our abilities. Didn't the Bible say, I can do all things through Christ? Why is that so? Well... You say, well, because God said so. Well, that's true. But why did God say so? Because he's our papa. I'm his son. You're his daughter. We get our, not only our identity, but I get my abilities from him. I can do what he can do. Some of the things he can do, I can do. Didn't Jesus say the works that I do? You'll do them too? Why? Because we're part of the family. He said, you lay hands on the sick. What will they do? They'll get better just like they did with Jesus. Why? Because we receive his ability. I'm in his family. That's part of my identity. It's not, it's not anything. Ooh, you got the gift of healing. No, I got the gift of the Father. I'm in the family. Amen. What flows through the older brothers flowing through me. What went through the Father is flowing through me. I'm called by His name. I have His life in me as a believer. He said You're, that those abilities are there. Do you know even in the natural they've done studies that when a father 
is there in the home, you know, actively in, in a right way, relating to those kids, encouraging them and everything. Did you know that they score higher in cognitive, language, math, social development, SAT scores? I could just keep right on going. Some of you are in education. You know I'm telling the truth. So here's the thing. If that's true in the natural, how much more when we have a right relationship with our Heavenly Father will the abilities that are inherent, that we inherited through our older brother Jesus, how much more will those abilities begin to what? Rise to the top. What does the enemy always want to do? That's right. And how does he do it a lot? He beats you down, doesn't he? He tries to tell you what, you what you're not, who you're not, what you don't have, what you can't do. Isn't that what he always does? You're no good. You're no good. You're no good. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You better watch out. You better be afraid. You better be careful. You better not do anything. Don't try anything. You know what he's wanting to do? He's wanting to be a surrogate papa in your life. See, he says, don't listen to your father, God. Listen to me. Isn't that what he told our ever how many great grandparents back to Adam and Eve it was? Isn't that what he told them? Papa told them one thing. Their heavenly father told them one thing. But what does the devil immediately come in? He begins to what? Tell you something different. Yeah, I know God said that, but... You can't listen to him. You can't trust him. And you know, many of us have a difficulty trusting the heavenly father because we couldn't trust our earthly father. Even some people, the fact that you use that term, heavenly father, has a negative overtone to them. Until they learn differently. Come on. I'm telling you what. When my dad left, you know, it's sad to say, but we finally had some peace in the house. You know. And I, again, I'm not being critical. I'm just saying, you know. But, you know, he was an alcoholic. He drank. He'd beat on mom. Mom wouldn't have him. Handy, he'd beat on one of us. You know, well, that don't give you a really good image when somebody says, oh, your father loved you. <laughs> Had some of that love. <laughs> Woo. So maybe you're dealing with that. Maybe it's different. But I want to tell you something. Get into the book. Find out about your heavenly father. Listen, he, he's, he's, not, he's not putting cancer on people to teach them something. He's not killing members of your family to, to teach you to be humble. He's not doing that kind of stuff. Don't listen to anybody that tells you that. Somebody says, well, I just think God's out to get you. Well, he is, but not in the way you're talking about. He's out to get you okay in a good way. He's out to get you and to change your life and to give you a new identity that's related to him, to, to impart to you new abilities that flow from his spirit and from his life. We also gain an inheritance 
from our Father, don't we? That's who the, the inheritance comes from. Let me read you here scripture in Romans 8. You're going to like this, I'm sure. Listen to this. Now, if we are children, anybody in here children? Yeah, I hear you. It says, then we are heirs. Ooh. You know, sometimes you ever, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm waiting in line at the, gro- send me to the grocery store and I'm getting some things and I'm waiting in line. And you know how you wait in line? They got all those, uh, I don't know what they are. They're some kind of, uh, those periodical things, you know, I don't know, like, you know, like, uh, what's one of, like Inquire. I don't even know if that's still out, but you know, those kind. You know, and you're right there, and they got them right there, you know, and they got the two, you know, the two-headed Martian attacks, uh, uh, you know, a Serbian village. You know, that kind of crazy stuff, you know. But on some of those, you know, they'll talk about, you know, uh, you know uh, such and such is an heir, you know, and some kind of outlandish thing, you know. And then about, you know, they're heir to this fortune or they're heir to that fortune. Well, I got news to you. You're an heir as well. Ooh, and you talk about a rich papa billionaire, I mean, that probably describes one of his piggy banks because he owns it all. I said he owns it all. And if he needs any more, he knows where to get it. (laughs) We're heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. Man, I'm an heir. You ought to hold your head up talking about devil trying to tell you how you're going to pay the mortgage. How you're going to retire. Papa just says, here's some loose change. You have to deposit it in four banks because you're going to exceed the, the limit. Come on, people. They're right. Our inheritance. But here's the thing. The spiritual inheritance that we receive from our fathers. Dads, listen, we are leaving an inheritance in our kids. What kind of inheritance are you leaving in them? An inheritance of love, an inheritance of faith, an inheritance of dreaming, trusting God, that God can be trusted, that He is a faithful Father. Can they see that because they see it in you? No, I'm not saying that you're perfect. Oh, I'm not perfect either. But they can see those aspects of the Father. And we as an earthly father pointing to the heavenly Father who is perfect. And we can say, you, you see the love that I have for you? The heavenly Father has a perfect love like that for you. You see how I am taking care of you? The heavenly Father will never fail you. And all of a sudden, we build something into the next generation. And they face problems, and they face difficulties, and they face situations for their generation, but they face it differently. They look it square in the face and say, I got this. You say, well, isn't that prideful? No. You know why they say that? Because their heavenly father and their earthly father said, you got this. You can do this. You've got ability You've got connections. You've got a papa. You've got an identity. You've got an inner core. In the Bible say, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. 
Bless God, he's bigger than any problem you face. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get happy myself here in a minute. Now, we not only have the Father connection, we have the Father's protection. The Father connection is our identity, our abilities, and our inheritance. But the Father's protection is our security and our well-being. I'm secure. You know, a child that dad's there, he's there for them. He's a provider. He's he's a caretaker. He's there. He's engaged with them. He loves them. He's showing love. Man, he's getting up. He's going to work. He's taking care of the stuff. I'm going to tell you what. That child will have a sense of security. Oh, man. When they go out to school or when they go off to college or when they go out to work themselves, man, there will be such a sense about them. Man. You know, it's enough that you have to fight the enemy, the circumstances, the things of this world that present you. But listen, when you go out with a limp, it's harder. It's harder. I know, I've been there. I'm telling you, you go out, out, man, and I'm telling you, you're like, okay. (laughs) You know, a lot of this stuff, I just kind of got to learn on my own here. You go through a lot of briar patches doing that. You make a lot of wrong turns and go down some dead ends. But you know when you've got a father there who is a security for you, and you begin to draw upon not only your earthly father, but you begin to build that relationship with your heavenly father, and there's a security there. Listen. Listen to what he says here in 1 Corinthians 10. Are you getting something out of this? 1 Corinthians 10. Listen to this. He said, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God, your Father, I added that, but it's the fact, is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, Father, I added that. Father, He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. What a security. Bless God, I'm not afraid of today or tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Glory to God, I'm not afraid of recession (laughs) or any other thing that may happen. Why? Because God says, what? He's my father. He says, he has made a way for me. He has provided for me. He's provided today. He's provided tomorrow. He's provided for next week. Listen, listen. We live, you know, in a time frame where, you know, time has to catch up with God. I'm going to say that again. Time has to catch up with God. Do you know God's already in tomorrow? Sure he is. God's already in 100 years from now. See, we're, we're traveling in this thing called time. Time just catches up with him. That's why he said, don't worry about your needs being met tomorrow. He said, those needs have already been laid up for by your father. He said, they'll be there when you catch up. You need to think on that. <laughs> they'll be there when you catch up. You need strength for tomorrow. Listen, when tomorrow gets here, listen, your strength will already be laid up for you. 
Woo! That's why he said, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the grace. Don't worry about the blessing. Don't worry about the peace. Don't worry about the victory. Don't worry about any of that. Why? The Papa's already got it laid up for you. It's just waiting for you to catch up. Security. Well-being. Our well-being. The Bible talks about, as believers, that we are to have rest and quietness in our soul. No anxiety. I remember as a kid, because, you know, my dad couldn't hold a job. Then when he left, and my mother was sick too, but, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, more than 50 years ago. Things were different than they are now. But, you know, I can remember, you know, as a kid, you'd be all anxious because you wasn't sure whether or not, you know, am I going to eat today? Some of you, I'm glad you don't. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm glad you don't. But you know what? That can make you as a child be real anxious. And I told you, you know, I've told you, you know, my mom, she did the very best she could, but she was a champion warrior. So, you know, I, not only was I anxious about what I could see, I, I was, you know, uh, you know, I helped her out. She was worrying I was worrying. I learned it from her. Come on. Why? There was no security or well-being. Why? Papa wasn't in the house. Now, the Heavenly Father could have been in the house, but I didn't know about that. That wasn't God's fault. That was my fault. I just didn't know. But there's a security that comes. And listen, dads, you're in that home. Listen, you, you be a sense of security for your children. Man, they look at you. Don't you? You don't have to let them know. Man, you know, maybe it, maybe maybe things are a, a little tight. Things are going on at the job. Whatever. Listen, you get in your prayer closet by yourself and you talk to your papa. Amen. Your papa's. He's got it. He's got you back. He's got you front. He's got tomorrow. He's got today. He's got it all. You talk to your papa about that, but you don't let them see you worried. Man, you, you stay in there as long as you have to, and you come out and say, hey, everything's going to be fine. Dad's going to take care of it. You know why Dad's going to take care of it? Because my dad's going to take care of it. But you provide a place, an anchor for those kids. And they, when they go to school, when they grow up and they go out, man, I'm telling you, they'll go out with confidence. Man, I see, I see my kids, and I see the confidence they have, and I'm, man, it just... It bowls me over because I, I had such a low self-esteem because I didn't have any. You know, in those days, you know, people called us poor white trash. You may not be familiar with that term. That's an old term. I, I hope that's not in use anymore. And like I used to say, that was just the fam other family people. You know, it was related to you called you that. <laughs> right. So, you know, you grew up feeling like you were always in the way. You know, always a problem for somebody else. Somebody else always had to take care of you or this or that. Well, you know, you don't really go out laughing like a conqueror. And I look at my kids, man, they go out and I think, man, look at the confidence they got. I'm like, wow. That's awesome. You know, they don't think I can't do something. They think, man, we can do this. They're looking for new territory. They're looking for new challenges. That's the way we want our kids to be. And you know what? That's the way the Heavenly Father wants us to be. 
He wants his kids to be that way. That every challenge we face in life, we've got that confidence that becomes one because our Papa, we're secure. We have a sense of well-being. We know Papa has got our back. Papa is there for us. We can do it because what? We have a connection with our Father. Mm -mm. Then we also have the Father's direction. Father's there in the home what to give direction. And dads, here's, let me say this. You know, you can be in the home and still be absent. Because you're not engaged in your role as a father. We'll talk about that in another lesson. You're not engaged there. You just, yeah, you go to work. We'll give you that. And you, you know, you're bringing home some, some bacon. We give you full marks for that. But you know, it's more to being a dad than just that. That's important. Don't misunderstand me. That's very, very important. Very important. But also, you've got to be there for your kids. They need more than just a dad who brings home a paycheck and puts, you know, a meal on the table. They need somebody who can put something into them that will believe in them, that will be there to help them through difficult times, that can give them direction and guidance when they need it. Don't let, don't let, don't just assume, well, I mean, you know, man, he's nine years old. When I was nine years old, I was out working in the field. <laughs> well, we salute you. You might have been in the same field I was in at that age. You know, man, we used to have to chop cotton. Pick corn, do all that kind of stuff. Not because we owned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we'd do it to get some of it, you know. But you know, they need your guidance. Don't, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't be a critical parent, you know. Correct, yes. But just, you know, don't just say, well, you know, boy, you sure was a stupid thing you did there. Well, that was dumb. How'd that feel? How would you like to be treated like that? You say, I was treated like that. <laughs> well, let's learn better. Isn't that right? That's not parenting. You don't, need, you don't need a parent to do that. Anybody can criticize. You know, they get all of that when they're, when they're at school, when they're at, out doing other things. They get all that. When they come home, home ought to be a safe place. I'm going to tell you, our kids love being home. They did. They did. They still do. They're all grown, but they still love coming home. Now, you know, I told people, I said, you know, everybody loves their kids. I know they do. But you know what? You know, we, we like our kids and they like us. Shazam. <laughs> One thing to love is another thing to like, isn't it? And you know, you, but you, you build a place there. It's secure for them. They know they can come to you. You're not going to just come down on them. No matter what, you're going to be there to give them guidance, to give them instruction, to help them. You know, uh, in reading about some of this research, they said that, you know, uh, especially girls from their father learn how to relate to men. So how are you relating to your daughter? How are, you, how are you there? When, uh, you know, do they feel safe? Do they feel protected? They, do they feel like, you know, that dad's 
is there for them no matter what? If that's the true, if that's true, then when you start talking about the heavenly father, guess what they're going to do? They're going to learn to what? To trust him too. That we can trust him. You know, most of the people I've found out in, in, in many years coming, this, well, this, this July will be my 40th birthday, spiritual birthday. Do you know what I found out in, in 34 of those years of been in ministry? Got started quick. Uh, but you know what I found out that the reason people struggle with their faith is because many times they're struggling with daddy. Their earthly daddy. They've been hurt. Maybe they've been abused. Maybe they've been let down. Maybe they've been told by a father figure, you can't, you're no good, you'll never amount to anything, whatever it might be. Then we, they come in, they get saved, they come into the kingdom of God, and we say, now, now trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Man, I tried that at home, and I got some upside the head. Come on. People have got, we've got to renew. People have got to get their minds renewed. We've got to show them. But listen, we who are dads and our kids are still at home, we can begin to show them that. That listen, you can trust dad, you can trust the heavenly father too. You know why? Because dad does. You know how you can trust me? You know how you feel safe with dad? You feel secure with dad? Listen, even more so with your heavenly father. And you know, they go out in life with a confidence. They go out because they know, you know, I can't, you know, just like my kids now, they're grown, they're out living on their own, they're living their lives. Yeah, occasionally they will. They, you know, they'll call me and ask me about something, but you know, they're going to have to depend on another father. Isn't that right? One of these days, you know, the Lord tarries, I'm going to be up there and they're going to be down here. There's not a whole lot I can do for them then except the lessons that I've already taught them. And so girls learn that way. They, they, they watch. I'm going to tell you what, parents, especially dads, you know, your kids are watching you. They're watching you. They're watching you when things don't go right. How's dad act? You, you blow your steam, blow your, you give them a piece of your mind. Somebody cuts you off in traffic and you, you, you know, you're taking the kids to school. You let them know what for. Then when your kids do it, you want to smack them. Hey, they learned it from you. They pick up on that attitude. How do you treat their mother? Ooh. Brother Norris, tell us about the power of the Holy Ghost right now. <laughs> I want one of those sermons. <laughs> this gets down to where we live, doesn't it? This does take the power of the Holy Ghost, doesn't it? You know, sometimes God's power is obvious. Sometimes God's power is what we call more subdued behind the scenes, but it's still there. And it's what we need. And then guys, the boys will model, they will model, they will mimic and model what they see in the dad. The way you handle things, it's the way they're going to handle things. They see that attitude in dad, the way you treat mom, that's the way they're going to treat mom. They hear you giving mom a piece of your mind, guess what they're going to think they can do? You know, they're going to think they can do that until mom explains it to them. <laughs> Isn't that right, mom? You explain that real quick. But you know what? Mom oughtn't to have to explain it. 
Dads ought to be modeling that. And when we look at the Heavenly Father, guys, what do we see? How does, how does God, how does the Heavenly Father deal when somebody makes a mistake? How did Jesus deal with that? Did he pile on? Did he pick up rocks with the rest of the mob? No. You know what? He forgave. He lifted them up. And he gave them what? Instruction, didn't he? He said, listen, here's how to do that. Here's the right way to do that. Here's the right way to do that. Here's the right attitude to demonstrate. And you know, and here's the thing. If I'm doing it, it gives authority to my instruction, doesn't it? But if I'm not doing it and I tell them to do it, what kind of impact does it have? You're worse off than you were to begin with. Because they feel like, well, you know, you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. So we have to model it. So we look, and I would encourage you, look at the Heavenly Father. Look at, how does He, how does he treat people? How did Jesus treat people? How did Jesus treat the prostitute? How did He treat the poor person? How did He treat people who were, uh, you know, on the bottom rung of society, so to speak? How did Jesus uh, uh, handle Himself around the opposite sex? How did, how did He deal with these things? These are the things that they're going to learn from us at an early age. And if we model those things based on our Heavenly Father, then we can have good confidence that our kids are learning the right things. And not only that, that we are learning and doing the right things. Isn't that right? Finally, the Father's provision. The Father's provision. We're talking about the place of the Father in the family structure. We're talking about and learning from our Heavenly Father, but we're relating it to us as fathers in the home. The Father's provision. When the Father is providing, and I'm not just talking about financially, that's a part of it, but when the Father is providing, the provision that, that's supposed to come through the Father, from the Father is coming, it builds uh, three things. It builds trust. It builds confidence. And it builds assurance. Trust, confidence, and assurance. That's what it builds, what the Father's provision. I'm, provi- I'm providing what? Reassurance for my family, for my children. When they see dad, dad's in the home, what? They can trust dad. There's an assurance there. There's a confidence that's built in them. Why? Because what? The Father is present. And we need to build into our lives and build into the lives of our family the Heavenly Father's provision. The Heavenly Father's provision. That the Heavenly Father is always there. Didn't He say this, Jesus said about the Heavenly Father, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts, good things to your children, how much more? Will your heavenly Father not give good things to those who ask them? See, the religious people say, well, now don't ask for too much. Where did we get that from? Methinks that was the devil again. Now don't ask for too much. After all, what does that imply? God is stingy. God is is a tight wad. Now, yeah, he's sitting up there. 
He's sitting pretty. Golden streets. Millions of angels to wait on him. He owns it all, but he's going to dole it out to you with an eyedropper. What does, that, what does that say about our Heavenly Father? No wonder people struggle with their faith. No wonder they struggle to receive from God. Well, there's, there's no trust there. We under, need to understand the Father's provision. I like one translation. It says that, that in Christ Jesus, the Father God has lavished on us all things. Woo! You ever been in a, a place... That was lavish. You know, there's a, there's a castle over in uh, France called Versailles. Ever heard of it? Man, you go in there. The walls are gilded with gold. Gold leaf on the walls. Gold leaf on the ceiling. I mean, gold. I mean, everywhere you look, it's just lavish. See, I want you to figure, that's what we're talking about. That's lavish. So the Father is provision, what has been provided for us. And you know, that's to build, not just to meet our needs, but more importantly, it's to build trust in Him. And our children, what they learn to have trust in Him. There's a confidence that when, I, when, when I'm following God, when I'm obeying God and following God, God's put a dream in my heart, I can step out. Yes, I take a risk in a way, but it's really not a risk mine because the Father's backing me. Woo! I got good backing on this venture. A lot of venture capital in heaven. Are you listening? And it builds assurance. Man, I know God's got this. He's got it. He's got it. So here's the thing. We said, what is the place of the, of the Father in the, heavenly, in the family structure? And so here's what, here's what it is. Let me just reiterate it. I'm not, I'm, there's a Father connection. There's a protection. There's a direction. There's a provision in all of these things. Now, how do we, how do we make that leap from, okay, those were... Some really nice things that you had to say today, Pastor Norris. But how do we make the leap there? How, how do I get there? First thing is you got to assess your connection and relationship, first of all, with your Heavenly Father. How is that relationship? If it's not good, then I would suggest you need to back up one more step and say, okay, What's my relationship with my earthly father? If he's already gone on, what was it? It may have been like mine, not too good. So what you've got to learn is, okay, just because my heavenly father, would, I mean my earthly father treated me that way, that was not representative of the heavenly father. And so now, what you may have to do, like I had to do, is you had to go back to the Heavenly Father and reestablish the things we talked about today. A connection, a reconnection, a connection and a reconnection with the Heavenly Father. And from Him, you get your identity. I'm accepted in the Beloved. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, sir, I'm going up to the table with the best of them. Come on. 
Ain't got to sit in the back of the bus. Ain't got to eat the crumbs under the table. I can sit right up there with the best of them. Why? Because it's all about family. I'm in the family. Secondly, is your identity gained from my father or from some other source? Whether it's your earthly father and or your heavenly father or from some other source. Some people, you know, you can tell. They, they model it. You, you, you look at young people, you can tell who they're, 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 they're getting their identity from. From the way they dress, the, uh, you know, the stuff they wear. I mean, you know. Being cool here, man. The way I dress, the way I wear my clothes, the way I carry myself. Come on. And, it, you know, and if they're getting more of an identity outside than they are inside from the Father and the Heavenly Father, I'm telling you what, we need to reassess that. I'm going to tell you what, young people, God's not square. Do you understand what square is? I don't even know if that, that's a, that's a really old term. God's not uncool. <laughs> Whatever the term is, he, God's on it. Anything I can think of is so outdated. It lets you know how old I am. But God's, he's on top of things. He's, you know, he's with it. He understands Twitter and everything. <laughs> you talk about social God knows the names of everybody on the planet, what they're thinking, what they're wearing. Talk about a social network. God even knows, he even gave name to every star. It's in the heavens. He knows all the names of the stars. <laughs> Come on. You talk about keeping up with things. He knows every time a bird drops anywhere. I mean, way before the internet could tell you that, God was on it. I mean, he's a cool, cool dad. He's somebody you want to get to know, somebody you want to hang with. Oh, man. I tell you what, we talked about surrendering to God. You start surrendering to God and get to know your Heavenly Father. There's, there's no telling where he might send you. There's no telling what you may do. Woo! You may have the next great breakthrough in technology. Listen, we ain't even got close to catching up with God's technology. He says, he, listen, God's got a data system that, keeps, that's, that can keep up with everybody who's ever lived, everything they've ever thought, everything they ever did, every hair that was ever on their head that fell off, every bird that's ever lived, every animal that's ever lived. He's kept up with it all. He's got lots of ram left. <laughs> See, he's with it. We get this idea, oh God, he's old-fashioned. Well, there might be some old-fashioned people <laughs> that tell you that. And then lastly, am I secure in my relationship with God, with my Father? Are you secure in that relationship? Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.